Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight, Jessica Jones is back, but more importantly, it's Patsy. Also on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Enoch learns forever is kind of a long time. Also, what the heck is hashtag Spider-Man for? And it's Father's Day today here at Marvel TV Weekly, so to all the dads out there, happy birthday. Marvel TV Weekly starts now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... Yes, indeed. Welcome to Marvel TV Weekly, sometimes in an audio version known as Marvel Movie News TV Edition. And yes, it is indeed Father's Day, and I always use that occasion to uh, bust out a favorite quote from Tim McCarver when he was the broadcaster for the New York Mets, so... uh, yeah, I didn't lose my mind, which is something that makes me laugh. I'm Christian Black, joined as always by Zia Landerson Bastille Day. Hi! <laughs> that was so many names. Hey, I have I, a lot of names. It's when she got married. Yeah. As soon as he put a ring on it, she, her name got funnier. And look, our, it's our friend Zach Wilson. <laughs> hey, guys, thank you for having me back again. And for those watching on YouTube, Zach has the scarf. I do. I busted. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Look, I've worn this scarf for... Three years yeah. since Jessica Jones came out. I couldn't make I couldn't make it to the Jessica Jones after show this season because you guys were taping on days where I have full workloads. But True. Uh, I had to bust out the scarf. And speaking of which, if you would like to check out the Jessica Jones after show, you'll see myself and uh, our friend uh, April Dawn, who Z and I did the Punisher after show with, <laughs> and uh, Adam Gertler from uh, DC Movie News over on the Popcorn Talk Network, and we're having a lot of fun. And uh, we only have two episodes up so far, and we'll have, uh, I, I think, quite a few more during the course of the week, so uh, keep your eyes peeled for it. I don't act, We don't actually have the schedule worked out yet because it's crazy, <laughs> but uh, we're having a lot of fun over there. And uh, I don't know about, I want to know what you guys think. We're going to talk about Jessica Jones Season 3, just Episodes 1 through 3. Uh, that's all we're going to talk about right now. Uh, next week, we'll probably go up to 8. And that's just uh, letting everybody know the way we're going to pace it for this show. But, uh, you know, it just uh, dropped on Friday, as the kids say. Yeah, and, 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 and we'll probably talk about it again on Thursday. Yes. When the three of us, and if you guys are listening from the Marvel Movie News podcast feed, hello. Uh, but yeah, we'll probably yeah. talk about, we'll do like a midweek uh, yeah, check-in well, for yeah, three more episodes. We'll see, we'll yeah. Basically, we're going to talk about Jessica Jones um, for hours, is what we're yeah. saying. And you can listen to all of it. And so, uh, Zia, let me yeah. start with you. Especially, you know, imagine if the female-centric uh, Marvel Netflix show, we had a discussion and, and just the guys talked about it for a while. Uh, I don't think that mm. would be right. So, uh, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it to you. Uh, now, you... Did not watch season two of Jessica Jones. Nope, skipped right to season three. Dove right in. And you know what? Did you feel like you missed much? No, I didn't. Jessica meets her mom. Her mom gets shot. Got it. (laughs) Her and Trish are are on the fritz. But who shoots her? 
Trish. Okay, good. So they're on the fritz. But from the sounds of it, I don't know. I, I look. I, I think you'll be, enjoy it. You watch it sometime. I will. I will. I, I've never told you not to watch it. You just no, no. I just haven't found time. When, God, when season so three was this close, I was like, just just watch season yeah. three so that we can talk about it. Well, we have to. Yeah. But, you so know. tell me what you think uh, on the whole. Uh, for what we've gotten so far. Okay, but before we get into that, I just, because I didn't watch season two, you guys have to tell me if I'm right or I'm wrong here. I know this is going to be totally opinion-based. I'm on Trisha's side with the Trish-Jessica debacle. It's tough. For, it's it's, it's, it's fairly complicated. Yeah, uh, no. her, her Her mom's not great. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm guessing. You're, let's put it this way. You can be on Trisha's side. Okay. It's not like I say that's wrong, but I certainly understand where Jessica's coming from. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. not a it's not like that's the I mean that's part of why last season was good is that decision yeah. was multifaceted and it wasn't a clear decision. Like there's no it's not black and white. Right. It's not good guy there's bad guy. There's a lot guy. of great areas. decision. If she wasn't your best friend's mother back from the dead, it probably wouldn't have been such a tough decision. But she decision was a mass murderer, yes? Sure. Okay. But who That's amongst all I need us to know. isn't? All right. I mean, in the in the sense that like most characters that inhabit a, a comic book universe are mass murderers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, on to season three. Sorry, I just wanted to clear that up just Look, for myself. I like Magneto really. a lot, and just think of the people he's killed. But anyway. True. The Punisher is a mass murderer. Also true. people who deserve it. But War yes. Hero says Zia's on the wrong side here. Okay. okay. Look, this is just coming from... Some, this is just... She's asking. I don't have yeah. all the information. This is just what I'm getting right now. Um, anyway, what was I going to say? Season three. Season three. Season three. I really like what we've gotten so far. Um, season one... I mean, season one. Episode one was like a tiny bit slow, but not enough for me to be like, oh, I'm not into what's happening. I like a lot of what we've been getting from the characters. Hogarth. Um, yeah. I am really enjoying what's happening with her character right now. First of all, her trying to get her ex-lover's husband in trouble. That's what she's trying to do, right? Get her ex-husband's tr- like. Yeah, she's trying to her like ex-lover's find husband. dirt on her ex's So she can get so her she- back. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're so crazy, Hogarth. Which, um, by the way, that, love that's so Jerry. That's like it's, exactly, yes. you know, and, and, yes. and she found the perfect uh, employee in Malcolm, who's <laughs> apparently really good Dude, at this sort of thing. Dude, not expecting that at all, and watching him wrestle with that has also been really interesting. I'm like half happy for him that he found love and he's like got his life together, but half like, oh, Malcolm... <laughs> Come on, man. Well, that's the thing. He's he's got his life together only in the sense that he has a job and it's paying well. But he's doing such dark stuff yeah. to get that job that it's like is it cool? It's not yeah, cool. It, it's it's not cool. Like he, cool. And, he and but that's like Malcolm's one of the best characters. In I the know. Show. I love him. Well, when, and it's just when you think of you know the, if you think of his character arc and you know who knows where it ends at the end of the season. Oh. He's he is this great character. I mean, he was a, he was a junkie and essentially comic relief in the a first season. A very good know? natured junkie. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, and I will like, say, I like this junkie. Uh, as for who knows, a lot of our audience knows. Please no spoilers in the chat. Oh yeah, no, no, oh, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, we've only we've literally only watched three episodes, yeah. like the all three of us. We try so. to we try to pace ourselves for those amongst you who have you know some kind of uh, urge control. You know, yeah, you, you don't just stay <laughs> up all night. Uh, and I've uh, I've mentioned many times that Jessica Jones season one, I did indeed watch ten episodes in a day, but uh, that's the only time I've done that with any of those shows. Uh, it was that good. No, anyway. I understand. If I had a full day of, of ten hours. Whereas I totally do it. So, I've never been able to binge a Marvel show because of ha- having to talk about it. So yeah. Much. Well, yeah, well, you have then, to pace back yourself. Back then, I didn't have to talk about it. That was that was just 
just for fun. The closest I got was Luke Cage season two, and I like watched a bunch of it at once, but I didn't even binge the whole thing. It's like four episodes. episodes. Okay. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, the end of episode one. Uh, Jessica, go to my notes. Jessica gets gets stabbed. Yeah, that's well, the then, beginning that's of episode, episode three. two. I'm I ha- sorry. Episode three is I have no spleen. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Which, by the way, good if, Lord. If, if Netflix cared about this show and maybe there was gonna, the relationship was going to continue, I think that those uh, bracelets would have been handed out at, at whatever the most recent Comic Con sort of event was. That would have been good. I, did the I bracelets say I have I no have, spleen? It says Jessica Jones. I have no spleen. Is what her bracelets <laughs> actually? Yeah. Can we make those? Like, can we? Can we? We just get those engraved and we could each have one. Yeah. You know, I think that they uh, they have those. They're called medical alert bracelets. They're but it, pretty common. But if it says Jessica Jones on it, then they'll, they'll well, you know, they might think that's your name. But they could. Uh, I think they'll just know. Uh, all right, so talk a little bit about, you know, that sort of that moment and, and what you thought and uh and then in a moment we'll, well, we'll talk first about of what all, I'm really excited about. I know we are yeah. I know we already <laughs> You know me so well. Um, I know that we already know this, that she's not, you know, um, bulletproof like uh, Luke Cage is, though they do share that sort of that sort of uh, strength. But I saw it and I was like, oh, she is really not at all um, impervious. And that surprised me in episode three because, yeah, I, I knew she wasn't Luke Cage. I just thought that and, you know, obviously they got her right where they needed to. Right. But at the same time, I thought that you weren't going to be able to just stab her yeah, like that. Yeah, I thought she would have you know? been a little bit harder to injure. Unless it was She's one of those, those crazy knives that Sarge has over on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we'll get to in a little bit. Ooh. Then I'd be like, okay, that must be a special Jessica Jones knife. Well, with Jessica Jones, the the big thing for her, at least like especially, just, I'm combining sort of like what we see on the show with like sure. what we know from the comic books, is that she has enhanced abilities, but it's just like, what if you had like, 20% of what like a standard comic book character who has super strength had. So she has super strong like just muscles and she, obviously she can jump really high. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the comic she can fly, but she yeah. has trouble landing. That's the I line that they draw. That. Which yeah. is a great like division to have. But I think here what it is is that she heals better than most people, but only like 10 to 20% better, maybe. And so the strength is the core of her ability, so she doesn't have a regeneration factor that, and her skin is the same. Her skin is just as durable as anyone. She bruises, we've seen her bruised, but she just heals a little bit faster. But if the spleen is ruptured, if it's effectively dead from that knife wound, in a way that wouldn't heal no matter who you are, unless you're Steve Rogers, that spleen is done. And that crazy we're not I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll wait for episode two. But yeah, that was that was a pretty crazy moment. I wasn't expecting a serious injury like that in the first episode. Yeah, which That's more uh, what I, I think was to sort about. of reconcile with what you were saying about the pacing Let's let's be kind. It was deliberate. Yeah, and I was excited to see everybody. Again. Yeah, it wasn't like, in a oh, bad way. Because I think we haven't seen Hogarth since Iron Fist uh, season two. I don't think we actually yeah. saw her in Daredevil. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't think we did. No, not in Daredevil yeah. season no, three. Yeah, there was right there's no time for Hogarth. There was, that, that season was jam packed. They mentioned her because right. Foggy was working. Right, for exactly. Her. But they never showed her. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. So it had been a while what? since we'd seen her, and really so that was good. This. And uh, look. 
you know, the season could have started like at her funeral from the way things were left, you know? True. So, very uh, true. And I'm glad she's, uh, you know, she's up to her old tricks. So, uh, yeah, but uh, Zach, what did you think as, as the early part of the season unfolded for you? Yes, yeah, I mean, you guys already said season one was like very slow, but not bad slow, just like that was, they were catching us up with yeah. everybody. I loved episode two where we reversed, where we switched perspectives. Ooh, I always yeah. love, those episodes are always fun. You don't usually get them this early in a season. Uh, so I was excited to see our yeah. Hellcat episode well, exactly. right away. Did both of you notice who directed that episode? Jess, uh, Kristen well, Ritter. Her name is Jessica Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Kristen, Kristen Ritter. Ritter. She and, has a real name. And, when, and like, did, as you're going that. along, I'm like, oh yeah, she could direct this one because yeah. she's not in it that much. Yeah. And I really like the inner monologue that they're um, doing too. I have a, a, a friend of mine uh, on Facebook was writing earlier today about how much he hated this episode and all of the Trish stuff was cringeworthy. I'm like, oh really? no, I am all in on Trish. I liked it. I, I thought it was great and I liked the little switch. Um, and the fact that we got our, our Hellcat origin. Yeah. And look, Let's just get it out of the Can way. Can we? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and, and, oh, hell no. and Josh has already got it. Yeah, the fact that we saw her—I <laughs> told you guys. Well, they were I, do I, it. And, yeah, I had said I on the, the after show, I'm like, I think it's going to be like when when Luke Cage tries on the laundry and he still has on the headband. Yes. Yeah, you know, we were going to see it for a second. Yes. Uh, which, uh, for those of you watching on YouTube, this is the the great Hellcat suit. There are other I variations. Gotta find this. This. this well, wait, you need to wear that. Yes, I want to find it before we can this do a season Kickstarter is over. To get people to uh, pay for. Uh, Zia to get the uh, the Hellcat suit. Kickstarter for it's basically just a yellow onesie. Help me find I don't it. Think it's that expensive. I don't know how you find those boots and and the gloves <laughs> and, and the gloves. The... Yeah. Well, oh, so uh, anyway. but anyway, so yeah. So I was very excited that we got the Hellcat origin. But yes, she had the damn suit on. I, I don't know that. Oh, I was, was just awesome. like that. That episode is everything I wanted from this season. Yes, everything I wanted from the fact that when we found out that that character was Patsy Walker, I'm like, great. This is all I wanted, but uh, just talk about that episode as a whole. Now that we've gotten our, our you know, our, our squeals and giggles <laughs> out of the way, I'm, really I'm like compiling a costume for Zia <laughs> he's, right yeah, now. Yeah, no, he's he's legitimately searching it, and I appreciate that because <laughs> I really want to make this happen. Um, I loved it. I really like the inner monologue that we've been getting yeah. to. We, that wasn't just that episode, but it was. I enjoyed that from that episode. I, mm, this happening. Um, I really, I really enjoyed it from that episode um, because you kind of get you get to hear what they're thinking, which I and I've always been a huge reader. I've always loved reading, and that's something that you can never quite translate into movies without doing that sort of thing. I don't like it when it's overdone, but I didn't think it was overdone in this episode or in just what I've seen in the last these three episodes. Um, so that being said, I really liked it, and I really like watching. Um, Trish Train, and I really like the way that the two episodes, the end of season one, episode one, episode one and the end of episode two kind of intersect. Yeah, the they, they yeah. cross over. I like the way they did that. And uh, Zach, what did you think of sort of like, you know, Trish is doing all of this. She's working so hard. She's really, you know, living the dream really for what she wanted. And all she wants is someone to say thank you. And uh, I, that's the, the title of the episode is AKA You're Welcome, which I thought was just great sort of runner throughout the episode is that it's just like really nobody's going to thank me. Uh, just to give us your thoughts sort of on that aspect and also just all the, the Hellcat excitement. I mean, it's the thing we've seen in a lot of different superhero stuff, it's this, the the or the the heroes that try to be a hero. It's not. I'm trying to think of what what I'm what exact movie I'm hearing in my head as well, I say this, and I can't. I, I, we talk. I, I brought this up on the Jessica Jones after show. There, it's like reminiscent of Shazam, which has a great like. 
let's figure out my powers sequence and and this is like I want to be here so you know there's there's you know it was a bit of a common feel I thought that that was a great sequence in Shazam and I know that's not Marvel but I thought that was great you know what so, it is I'm thinking of what's that Men in Black oh <laughs> the first nice. Men in Black the first Men yeah. in Black because that's the whole thing of uh, when J and K are having yeah. that whole conversation about like. Uh, or no, it's actually it's um, it's Men in Black Two oh, okay. when Jay is talking to his partner that he's about to uh, that he's about to neuralize, oh, yeah. and he's talking about uh, do you know who James I forget what his his original last name was but yeah was well he saved the lives of about a, a five hundred New Yorkers today nobody knows him and if anybody if nobody knows him how can anybody really love him and it's just. <laughs> And that's Jay's Jay's thoughts on being a hero who never gets thanked. Yeah. And that is what I, that's what Trish is dealing with. She has to come to that realization. And I think that's a very, like, interesting thing to hone in on for an episode. Mm -hmm. Is that idea of somebody who wants to be thanked, wants to be loved for this thing. Because they they thought that was part of the job, and then realizing that it's not. Well, and also realizing she realized that she's way too recognizable. That that was actually my favorite part of it. It's like yeah, Patsy. <laughs> and then the guy Hello? the guy who she got the cell phone back for, hey Patsy. <laughs> she's like no no, and you're like of course you're not going to be able to live out in the open. Like other people are. When you're already a celebrity. When you're already a celebrity, <laughs> and then people, people become, sue like, you. Jessica became very famous because she was powered, and right. people started to see her. It's like, well, Trish, you were already Patsy. And know? also, they're two. They have, they're two very, very different personalities. Trish cares what people think. Jessica does not. And like, yeah. there's there's a certain point where it's gonna get. I feel like it's probably gonna get to Jessica no matter what. But there's she has more of a wall that Trish just doesn't have. That it's going to be an issue if she's going to get she's getting sued. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it, it culminates in what, of course, is you know upsetting for anybody who enjoyed the uh, Jessica Trish friendship uh, the way it was, you know, at least in season one. The uh, oh my god, she wants me, and uh, she wants me to come to the hospital, and it's like, no, nah, I just want the name of the guy that we think did it, and then that brings us to episode three, the long sort of meandering realization that like. Uh, no, it's not that guy, but, uh, you know, yeah. and I, I like the uh, the sort of the debate that both uh, Trish and Jessica have about well, what do we do about it, you know, in terms of, you know, Trish is like, well, let's get this guy, you know, to the police. And, and Jessica actually ultimately does it, and, you know, when she has him uh, pressed up against the cars. You know, what did you think sort of about the sort of different approach that Jessica, who's been at this a lot longer than Trish, seems to have uh, over Patsy? Well, uh, there's two slightly different perspectives. Um, I think that if Jessica, ha- if if it had been the person they were looking for, Jessica wouldn't have turned him into the cops. I think Correct. that that was like the right. deci- that was definitely if this the deciding guy had definitely factor. Stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. she would have probably killed him. Um, but I like, I actually do like Eric James. Quickly in the chat says, "I have a feeling we will see Jessica versus Hellcat." I hope so. Um, more than just a. a Bitch slap. Um, <laughs> what she got? I know that we we're not getting the uh, the yellow spandex bodysuit, which, by the way, I found a uh, a yellow link. one piece for Zia that's that only twenty six dollars. I'm so doing it. I think okay. we're gonna make hey. this happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would love to see her get claws or something like that because that'll be a really interesting thing. We got we we know that she's good at parkour. 
Yeah, that's true. Parkour. That's literally all I could think. Like while I was watching, I kept hearing Rick from Rick and Morty when he's pickle, uh, and he's like, "Get that parkour, parkour!" And she's like jumping off the wall <laughs> under the bridge. Uh, not, but it was still like fun to watch and like see that like her reflexes really have improved. Like there's something different. I'm curious to see what her. We know that her strength doesn't match Jess's. No. Yeah, because of that one punch. That was yeah. amazing. I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> that yeah, was awesome. She's basically saying, like, you know, oh, and I still have a spleen. So basically, like, oh, you know what? I'm actually better than you. And that was definitely, you know, that's like the uh, the Indiana Jones where the guy with the with the sword, swords and the sword play <laughs> does all the crazy stuff. And then he just looks at him and just shoots him. Yeah. So great. Uh, so uh, this was just one of those, like, pfft. You know, she didn't even really try. No, she didn't. That was because she's her friend still, in some level. Right. I think she still cares about her. Yeah. It's that reminder that, like, yes, Trish is much more enhanced than she was just before when she was a human. But Jess is still far more powerful. Uh, So, so Jess is just easy. Jess can go in there and just with a flick of her wrist do more than Trish can with an entire like. Fury of punches. <laughs> Her which whole is the, So, like, if they do... So we got a little bit of Jess versus Hellcat. A little bit. But... I'd like to see a full out. I'd like to see, you know, occasion that makes sense in the plot of the season for them to actually, you know, go all out. Really yeah. duke it out, yeah. And I want to see her with claws to even the play. But it would make sense, bit. too, because, you know, just for fighting, but, you know, maybe for even being able to climb over fences and walls and things. <laughs> yeah, I think the claws would be very practical. Let oh. me ask you guys this... Oh, sorry. No, no. Go um, ahead. I'll go after do you. Do you think... Uh, and I'll remind the chat, we've only seen the first three episodes. Hmm. Do you think that we'll get the name drop of Hellcat? I hope so. Just I'm going to decline to answer only because I have seen the episode titles. So, oh, yeah, so the answer looking, to that is yes. I was looking so, that, so, so there's <laughs> our Probably answer, yes. Christian. I was looking to make sure there were 13. <laughs> no, and, that's totally, and that's I, totally saw, I saw a title and I'm like, oh, I, and, I hope she I hope she calls herself that is what I want, though. And I don't know that for I just know that it's the title. Of that episode. is the title. So yeah. hopefully it comes up. I did want to say, though, she did make a really good point with Jessica where she says look I train every day all you do is drink constantly my only point with that is imagine how amazing she would be if she actually put any effort into it but just a little all. effort just yeah. a little bit she maybe stopped drinking a little bit took a class something anything like, <laughs> something. would be awesome <laughs> kind of a learning annex you know yeah. just, something, just to better yourself uh, we're going to move on from this in a moment but let's talk about the end of the episode uh, which is the return of Eric whom on the Jessica Jones after show also over here on After Buzz TV uh, mm-hmm. we characterized as Burger Boy uh, but but uh, he comes back, and then I the like realization that. that, and remember, the three of us have only seen episodes one, two, and three, the realization that the attacker was actually going after Eric slash mm-hmm. Burger Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Zach, who do you think he might be, and why did somebody want to stab him? Honestly, I hadn't thought about it yet, but... Uh riffing off the top of my head... Uh, this is what I want. Bringing nothing mm. else into it, I would have to assume that he does have some kind of latent power okay. that he hasn't revealed to us. Okay. Maybe it's a burger power. Who oh, knows? That's and a good look, power. There's, some, there's power. some deep level mutant powers. He could have power over food. We don't know. Hey, you could be totally right. I mean, Ghost in the chat, I, Ghost8386 uh, said 
mm, burgers, I think. Something along those lines. So, like, delicious-looking burger. And you're not wrong. That burger looked amazing. It did look really good. I want it. Now I want burger. You guys. Uh, hey, that's that's why you hang out with us. Uh, so, yeah. Zia, what are your thoughts? Why do you think that uh, Burger Boy got stabbed? Honestly, I again, I hadn't thought about it either. Um, just more like he has to be. He could possibly. Maybe he's... Um, an old acquaintance of Salinger at some point they knew each other. Well, we know that from the from the trailer ah. because Salinger we haven't seen any reference. No, we to haven't seen in him these yet. first three episodes. So if you've seen the trailer and we talked about it on the show, so it's you know it, it, we've let that cat out of the bag already that we have. Uh, Gregory Salinger slash Full Killer turning up at some point this season. Uh, so yeah, I mean there could be some connection there. But I, I, well, from the trailer again, that's not who this guy is. No, that's not this who he is. is not him. But there might yeah. be a connection. Maybe they worked together in the past. Maybe they knew each other. Maybe they're working together. I don't know. Something, something like that. Who knows? Michael B. says, ooh, ooh, I know, guys, I know. But probably because you watched. <laughs> I mean, maybe Michael B. didn't, all right? But I'm assuming Better that, ooh, you, Michael. I know means, uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, look, I, I think I'll that... Do it. Uh, People should uh, take a look at the Hellcat from the comics, which the Patsy Walker character goes all the way back to the 40s. And it was like a it, it was basically think like if from Archie, like Veronica got her own title. That's it, basically it was who, Marvel's romance yeah, line was right, Patsy exactly. Walker. I love what they the way they spun that, though, because yeah. those comics become in universe comics that was just. Patsy Walker's life being told by her mother. Right, exactly. Which, which I thought that was great. And she ends up, I think, she, yeah, she ends up like as a full-fledged member of the Avengers, you know, sort mm-hmm. of like in the, the 150-ish uh, range. And, uh, she you goes know, to hell. I, yeah. She dies at one point. Yeah, She's I think we'll, dating Damien Hellstrom for a while. Yeah, which is exactly how we need to, you know, get mm-hmm. get Patsy over onto mm-hmm, Hellstrom mm-hmm. on uh, Hulu. We'll talk more about the Hellcat Character as the season goes along. And Just while we're yep. talking about Hellcat comics, I can't. This is it's totally, completely different from the Hellcat that you know on this show. Sure, but I can't recommend the Kate Leff, uh, Patsy Walker Hellcat uh, line. I think it's like fifteen issues Ooh, or something like okay. that. I like that, um, and it's super fun, silly. It's Patsy Walker. As an unemployed superhero who wants to open up uh, an employment service for people who have abilities, but not like next level abilities, just like regular abilities that they might be able to use marketably to get a job. <laughs> I think it's correct. I like that. Also, Hunter Run, you never know. There's so much on like Marvel Unlimited that I don't even know to look for. So and that's I something have that I look for. Marvel yeah. Unlimited. Yeah, I do too. So, so that's something I look for. Let's, yeah. All right, let's uh, move it over to uh, Agents of Shield, uh, which I think we uh, addressed a lot of. Uh, we got we got some answers, I think, uh, mm-hmm. about both of our ongoing storylines uh, dealing with Sarge and also with uh, Fitz and everybody in space. Uh, <sighs> Zach, where do you want to start? Because I want to know what you are more excited to talk about. Uh, I'm way more interested in the Sarge storyline. Yeah. Okay. Um, although I'll be honest with you, I'm have I'm I'm a little I I don't know I'm I'm trying to hold back judgment on it for a while because if you, I'm not a huge fan of fake killing a character. Yeah, and. I thought, oh, well, Clark Gregg's just going to play a different character and they'll play with that idea. And that's totally fine if that's like, oh, the face and what that does. Yeah. Scroll, maybe. I don't know. But this idea that he 
is clearly some version of Coulson or has Coulson's memories because yeah. now they're playing with him dropping the same idioms and yeah. like, just phrases. I, don't make it Coulson time traveling or something because we're talking time travel again, so that's on the table. Yeah, I just I want them to. This mystery is now at a point where I you're you're losing me a little bit because you you made you made me invest emotionally in the death of a character that I love again. Yeah, we already cried over him one it's time true. in 2010 yeah. or whatever that was. I think 11. 11. Same yeah. difference. Yeah. I, I wasn't thinking. I had to think quick. Um, so I I don't want that to be a fake death. I want that to be real and earned as opposed to walking it back. I do think they did a great job of uh, sort of the juxtaposition of his interaction with May. You know, Sarge's interaction with May, you know, cross-cut between uh, Coulson and May on the beach where we saw the end of the previous season. Oh, uh, so yeah. I thought that, Which was very sweet, the yeah. little scenes in Tahiti. Sad. Yeah, it was a little sad. It was sad, it? yeah. But, uh, so, again, Zia, new to the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. universe, what did you think of uh, sort of getting to know a little bit more about Sarge? I'm getting real invested. I'm yeah. getting real invested, yeah. I'm like watching, I'm watching like this now. When I watch, I'm like so this. So for those that are just listening, her, uh, My it, eyes get it, really yeah, big. her eyes are really big. And I lean forward super close. You, you all know the emoji I'm talking about, the one with yeah. the big eyes and, and the uh, eyes and the mouth open. Yes. Uh, I think the interesting thing about Sarge is that it seems like, yes, his methods are uh, certainly, uh, you know, n- not without uh, collateral damage, but it seems as though he might actually be more well-intentioned uh, than we thought, which, which yeah, I find interesting. That, I find that very interesting. I was like, wait, we're switching gears here, but May, I love May, she does not care. No. She's like, oh, hell no, you are not Coulson, I'm going to kill you. Um, and, and she did. She whooped his ass. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I am intrigued by this idea that okay so these characters and like from the beginning it seemed like they probably weren't bad bad guys they weren't yeah. out, out to murder everybody mm-hmm. in, at least intentionally no because they become butterflies <laughs> <laughs> that's that crazy, better for them that crazy chick I do, I, she's great <laughs> she's I, amazing I really don't want to see her get killed off at any point this no, season I, I want hope her she the sticks whole around yeah. she's fun yeah. she's fun but that's the thing so there's I and I wonder what I feel like those have to be tied together because you don't drop... There's a character who has effectively been brought back to life, yeah. and they keep talking about reincarnation. They can't not be related. That's true, but that's such an interesting... Ha- though, I, I can't wait to hear the explanation if that's what that's going to be, because the timing of... I mean, I guess time travel is going to play a part. Just the timing of it is so weird. He dies, and then you get another Coulson who's the exact same age, but that's hundreds of years right, old. Right, yeah. Here, yeah here's a question. Do you guys think that uh, the planets that are getting destroyed is going to tie us directly into the um, in my head I keep wanting to call them the Necrochromicons the Chromicons the Chromicons yeah I think that uh, I, I had the same thought as this episode was unfolding I'm like okay, okay that seems to there seems to be some common ground there well let's move it over to uh, Enoch who uh, has a, had a great line in the show when he sees Fitz he's his bestie which I thought was great <laughs> I thought that they were playing that, that up was fun. but uh, Zach I think that uh, uh, that uh, bestie friendshipness uh, was kind of short lived, wasn't it? Uh. <sighs> you know. Oh, Enoch, you crazy robot! <laughs> um, you crazy robot stand-in for the Watchers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, he he clearly doesn't understand what friendship means. Yeah. No. Uh, he understands the most basic level of it, but not really what it means. He is a robot. 
Yeah. So I guess that's he's still learning. And I guess his programming still includes being loyal to his species because he immediately sells out his best friend and like, oh, here's his actual greatest weakness. You should uh, you should threaten this one over here. Enoch, everybody's looking at him like, dude, what? (laughs) What would you do? Why would you do that? Well, and then he tries to say it's the only way I could keep them from um, executing you. And I'm like, I bet you could have found another way. You're supposed to be super smart. I did like when everybody else was like, no, no, Enoch, you're our best friend too. Yeah. uh, So patronizing. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, uh, Enoch. But uh, I I don't know. I think... uh, I, uh, I I like the uh, space storyline. Uh, I'm enjoying both you. of them, but uh, I, I'm interested in seeing where it goes. And now it's like, well, everybody's uh, gone back home except for Fitz and Simmons. Uh, well, I need not. Fitz and, and Simmons for, get no reprieve from anything. Well, they're going to be together. The, well, I'm going to say, for the love of God, can we see them together? Because we, they still aren't. She's it's still true. being held somewhere else on the ship. Well, they know how to milk it uh, more than anything. Uh, I did like the, uh, the interaction between Enoch and the apparently not female uh, about, you know, sort of she like, I can't no believe I let you access my data ports. <laughs> I thought that was, you know, we didn't, it was one of those things is like, oh, we didn't need all those details, but it made me laugh. I know. So I thought that was funny. <laughs> I, yeah. I like to know, I like to know how, um, I guess, robots do it. Well, <laughs> You know, I'm sure Enoch would, would draw you a picture. Dirty. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, look, I, I'm enjoying the season overall. I, I like uh, I, I like the pacing. I feel like it's uh, I'm invested in, in in all of it, and uh, I don't know. I I, uh, I still don't quite have it figured out. You know, like Zach mentioned, you're kind of getting a hint for how these things might overlap. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying the ride, so uh, we will keep Same. an eye. I want to get us that. back to Earth because I always well, I want everybody together, either one place or the other. The space stuff on S.H.I.E.L.D. has never felt all fully formed to me. Even, like, last season, I thought was, to me, was the, the weaker for, Just for the me, the last seasons. season was the, the one time, the time that it finally worked. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. I, getting them back together on, on the ground, on Earth, it makes the most sense. Yeah, I want to see it back to the little thing, like the smaller stories. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, we have uh, a little bit of time, and I did want to talk about how uh, this started trending uh, just a few hours ago. You'll see, if you're looking on YouTube, uh, you'll see this uh, from the great artist Alex Ross. He tweeted out hashtag Spider-Man 4, and there is an image of Spidey web-swinging with... I think a lot of people are interpreting this as kind of looks like Mary Jane, kind of, but kind of looks like uh, kind of looks like Kirsten Dunst, Mary Jane, very specifically. And people are wondering, are we going to get a comic that is what Spider-Man Four would have been? And Twitter being Twitter, this had everybody like, yeah, 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 you can still do the Tom Holland Spider-Mans, but yeah, give us a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man Four as well. That's not going to happen. Well, no, I, I, it's curious, not, there's I'll no way it. that's going to happen. It was. I'm curious if this was an official post or if it was because this was at 5:04. Yeah, because so this is in res- and this, this is 5:04 our time, I believe. In response yeah. to because at, at 11 a.m. or 10:59, right. according to my computer, uh, Marvel posted like Marvel at Marvel posted yeah. this image that I don't think we have, but it's just a spider web that forms the number four. Okay. And so everyone's like, what does that mean? Right. What does that and mean? And then, of course, it could have nothing to do... I mean, look, I think that would be fun as one of those sort of like, you know, uh, alternate reality sort of uh, sort of things. You know, it's like, oh, this is what it would have been like if they had made that movie. You know, there were talks about what that script could have been uh, in, if they hadn't done the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Uh, but 
as Zach and I were talking before the show, you have a, a simpler theory for what well, this could be. Well, the one that I, I, I hadn't seen the Alex Ross thing. I'd maybe yeah. seen just the number four in right. web. And to me, that says we're going to do a Fantastic Four storyline of some kind. With Spider-Man. With Spider-Man. I mean, he's been a member of the Fantastic Four. He's also just worn Fantastic Four garb. Yeah. Uh, Return of Batman. Yes. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um, that seems the more logical one to me. The Fantastic Four have only recently come back into the fold. They Disney is going to definitely want to be trying to get the Fantastic Four more into its readers' minds. Absolutely. As, since they have now regained the rights to those to that property. So in like three, two or three years, you know? Somewhere in that range. Yeah. I got but a thought. Josh in the booth. Josh in the booth Ooh. has a thought. What if, think about it this way, it's a good theory about the Fantastic Four, what if uh, Spider-Man Far From Home actually sets that up and that's a little bit of anticipation for that? What do you think? Uh, that could be good. Yeah, because it could be, you know, look, we've heard the term multiverse in mm-hmm. that trailer. This is true. Uh, but let's let's go with uh, sort of my theory. Uh, Zia, <laughs> well, because I was about to ask Zia the same question. What if this is just a comic book and there is no movie? Uh, would you be, like, interested in seeing what that next story would have been? Yeah, I'll still absolutely read it. Because people are so excited at this idea of, like, let's get another Tobey Maguire movie. I'd watch and that, I, too. I, but here's what I have to ask. Do people not remember the last Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie? Because it was not good. In fact, it is the worst Spider-Man okay, movie that we've that had. Okay, but that doesn't mean that the first one wasn't good, and no, it doesn't se- mean that I enjoyed the. Se- I didn't I, enjoy the second I'll one. I'll say the so second what? Tobey Maguire one is my favorite Your of favorite? all the Spider-Man okay. movies. It's one of the best superhero movies. I agree. It's uh, a good one. For me. Uh, what were you going to say, Zach? Well, I will say, to, to clarify, so... It is a comic book, whatever this is. Yeah. Because when Marvel posted it, one, it came from the Marvel Entertainment Twitter, which primarily talks about us, but they also hashtagged it with hashtag Marvel Comics. Right. But right. Josh, I so do, no, I do like your thinking, and I, I, like I think that, that would be great if there, you know, if there was a way to do it. Now, uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show, uh, today is Father's Day. It is also. Uh, Marvel Universe Day. That's right. It's six sixteen. Thank you. Uh, but it's Father's Day, and so I wanted to uh, start Aww. off uh, by showing Aww. off a little photo of myself with my kids. That's uh, for those looking on YouTube. Adorable. That's my son Felix on the left, so and my daughter Lucy cute. on the right. Uh, and if you look really closely on the couch, you'll see we're being photobombed by Goose the Cat, a flurkin <laughs> that if you squeeze his stomach, his uh, crazy long blue tongue comes out. Where did you get that? Uh, my sister-in-law works for uh, Disney, so I'm not. You she can bought just it buy them at like yeah. I'm, I'm sure I was that. gonna say Toys R Us, yeah. but that doesn't well, you, you can't I buy was it. gonna say KB yeah. Toys. Oh, you, you can't buy me either. Remember, remember but, that, that uh, place? For those who can't <laughs> see the shirts, uh, I have a second photo, Josh. Uh, yes, indeed. I'm wearing it now. It You're says, I love me. you 3000. Uh, and the kids had somewhat matching ones. Uh, Lucy's is exactly the same as mine. And uh, uh, Felix is more of an Iron Man. And uh, to really embrace the endgame, yes, we ate cheeseburgers. Uh, so that was us. Uh, but now we wanted to talk about, for us, the uh, top three Marvel dads. We are going to start off with uh, two honorable mentions. Uh, one from Zach and one from Zia. Zach, your honorable mention is... Scott Lang. Do I even have to wait on it? I can't <laughs> believe he only made honorable mention on this list. We'll get into that later. We'll get into that in a moment. But Scott Lang is, he's such, like his, well, what? His whole story is rooted in yeah. his being a father. He has literally gone to jail, especially in the comic books, for his daughter. And, it, and his, he's broken in to steal a oh. heart 
for her. He stole a heart for his daughter. What more does a dad have to do? But he's also, like, through all of his trials over the years, everything has come down to what can Scott do for Cassie? And it's really his devotion to his daughter that makes him, like, unquestionably in my mind. It's very clear in Ant-Man and the Wasp the reason why he is under house arrest instead of like being out on the run trying to catch up with Cap his best friend Cap uh, is for his daughter and I, and then of course in Endgame uh, actually the realization that his daughter was alive but he'd missed five years it's a very emotional moment uh, so yeah I think that that's great so Zia now the uh, father figure is a part it, yes. is, we're going to use those rules here for uh, best Marvel dads and that is very much applicable in your honorable mention mm-hmm. which is Professor Charles Xavier, because he literally runs a school for gifted youngsters. For gifted youngsters. Like, he takes them in, and he helps them, and he raises them. And yes, he can be a dick sometimes, but what dad can't? I mean, yeah. come on. I think they retconned away the uh, the early run of the original X-Men, where I think he was secretly in love with Jean. I'm pretty sure they, they got rid of that. Good. But once you take away that, yes, he is, a, uh, he is a, a great father figure, except he is definitely a dick a lot of times. <laughs> As uh, Kitty Pride will, uh, you know, there's an issue. Uh, X-Men 168 is called Professor Xavier is a jerk. Uh, that's how she feels very strongly <laughs> about it. Great. Speaking of Kitty Pride, uh, I chose a father figure for uh, what ends up being number three of the list, mostly because of the interaction between Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Uh, that is indeed a, a series that I have uh, urged people to read over the years. A great six issue series. Uh, right here, this is what you're seeing on YouTube, is issue three. This is right in the middle. Kitty's not quite a ninja yet, but she's almost there. So uh, it doesn't look like he's being very parental, but believe me, he is. And then if you go to the next picture, Josh, uh, I thought that you know once Kitty moves on to Excalibur, he really takes Jubilee under his wing, and that's I think the relationship that a lot of people know for the animated series mm-hmm. yep. is uh, you know Jubilee was sort of this uh, surrogate that replaced Kitty, and there is this uh, there's a character from Power Pack, Katie Power, that he oh he, there's a few t- I had to use this picture of him being stuck in a tea party with the kids from Power Pack. But... If you go to the next one, this is the splash page from Uncanny X-Men 205. Uh, some amazing artwork by Barry Windsor Smith. And it's just a gruesome tale of Wolverine, uh, you know, basically half dead thanks to Spiral. And uh, it's uh, and there's a moment in this which is so parental. And he just, uh, he, te- he tells her she has to close her eyes. He doesn't want her to see. You know, mm-hmm. in the midst of this gruesome fight, he's like, this little, like, five-year-old girl should not see this. Uh, now we have uh, one minute of rebuttal because Zach does not like this choice. <laughs> I, look, I love Wolverine as a character. I think Logan is great. He's a hero. I don't think he could be in your top dad list since he actively murdered his own son in Dakin. Did his, so, did his son deserve it? I'm though? pretty sure Dakin deserved yeah, it. Yeah, but I feel like that takes you just like bumps you down the list a bunch. But look, what about Logan? What about that whole so, so the movie Logan, like X twenty three, yeah, I mean, there, there, yeah, that falls under the the sort of like yes from He's his a DNA. Good dad for like a week in that, <laughs> yeah. week. but being a great dad is about putting in the effort over a lifetime of it's, raising a child. I definitely huh? agree with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what lifetime so of raising a what? <laughs> we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. But uh, you know, look, I didn't put Magneto on the list, all right? You know, he has two <laughs> very famous children, uh, but. But, but we can all agree that Magneto's not a great dad. No. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, so let's go to number two, who last year, when we talked about this, he was my number one choice. 
Uncle Ben. It is so oh, hard yeah. to not have Uncle Ben because obviously, uh, you know, it, there's so much. It's such a tragic story, the story of Peter Parker, and just Uncle Ben is just this uh, this lovable older man who is just happy to have a teenager in the house, and you know, he takes him to a baseball game in a very famous uh, issue of. Uh, I think that was amazing, but it's years later. Uh, he goes to a Mets game. Yeah, this is the reason it, why it, I care it, so it, much. It's amazing. Yeah. Of course, it's a Mets yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that he's number two, but. Number one, and this is because of Endgame, is Tony Stark. Because if you think <laughs> about Tony Stark, he basically no. crafts his plan to save the universe and millions of dead in a way that he will preserve the life of his daughter. So he does, you know, he basically, it doesn't like, let's not go back in time and make it so it never happened. We have to have these five years count, and he did. And you know what? That's very selfish, but it's selfish for the right reason. So Tony, that makes you the best dad. And he sacrificed himself. Let us know what you think of uh, all the uh, the dads out there, uh, Josh. We have one question from uh, from a listener uh, viewer that we want to get to, but we'll wrap up in a moment. Uh, so go ahead. Uh, so we-, we do have a tweet from Kid Talks. It's K I D D Talks. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about if and when the Netflix characters are brought back? They do a format more like Sherlock Follows, a season comprised of three self-contained cases slash villains with an overarching story tying them together. I mean, it's I think a it's a great question. idea because the, the Sherlock season, it's like three episodes of about 90 minutes. I think that would work really well. It would, you know, you wouldn't have to plow through 13 episodes. It'd be a little bit more manageable. And I think people who aren't familiar with the previous incarnations of the series would be okay with that. Uh, Zach, what it, do you think about that as an a, idea? It's not a bad idea. Uh, it would let you do. It, it would feel more like movies, personally. Yeah. I prefer. I, I've seen. I've watched Sherlock. I find those a little bit sloggy to get through. They can okay. be they can be a little bit stretched out because they're movie length, but they don't have the budget of movies. And for me, TV is better paced at forty five minutes an episode, where you can just slow, you can tell a story and watch a character grow and arc over a ten episode season. That to me is a better way to tell a serialized story as sure. opposed to three chunks. That doesn't mean it couldn't work. And I think if you're going to do that, doing team ups where it's Daredevil and Jessica Jones, mm-hmm. Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, Daredevil and Iron Fist, Power Man and Iron Fist. I'll say <laughs> yes, it. please. And uh, Zia, I feel like you're you're just going to watch whatever. I'm just going to watch whatever. But <laughs> yeah. I do I do really like the idea because I think that it's the thing that I like about the I, the Netflix seasons. I, I think a lot of times they'll they'll really push 13 episodes, and I think that's too many. And I think. If you do three hour and a half episodes, it's what is that? Six, three, four, oh, four and a half hours. I was told there would be no math. Yeah, <laughs> four and a half hours is enough time to tell a really good story. At the same time, you get a lot of like character development. Sure. I think it's a nice, it's a nice amount of time. I think it'd work well. Well, let us know what you think. Uh, I think there's a great question. Thank you for what was it Kid Talks Two Ds, uh, and we appreciate that. So we always like to incorporate uh, feedback from our audience. We are indeed out of time, but. A little programming note. First of all, if you enjoy the three of us, you can see us every Thursday at 1 Pacific over on the Popcorn Talk Mm -hmm. Network for Marvel Movie News. Uh, This week, we have a special extra episode, which is Tuesday at 2 Pacific, where finally, uh, Zach and I, uh, Zia, will be working. They didn't invite me again. We leave you out of everything. They they just don't like... They (laughs) plan this on purpose on days I work. I swear we don't. (laughs) We really don't. uh, uh, Zach and I will uh, get to have our 
our interview with uh, Chris Claremont. We're going to talk Dark Phoenix, the movie, uh, lots of other things. But also, he has now been to the season three premiere of Legion. I don't know what he can tell us. Probably not much. But uh, we will ask him about that. So you can find that Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific over on the Popcorn Talk Network, our interview with Chris Claremont. But... Also, Zach, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Be sure to check out Marvel Movie News. And I have another podcast called Ships of the Night, where we take two weird, random characters from different universes and ship them together. Captain America and Wonder Woman. How does that go? Deadpool and Harley Quinn. How does that go? Or maybe this week, Sherlock and Detective Pikachu. How does that go? (laughs) And Zia, where can people find you? Um, you, can, you can find me on his podcast. I'm on one of them. So and you can I. also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore Land. That's XIA underscore Land. Also on Facebook at Zia Landerson, as so dubbed by Christian DMZ. That's me. And you can find me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find me on the Jessica Jones After Show. I still really don't know when we're doing the next couple. But uh, keep an eye out. You'll find us. And I have my own personal podcast, The Blackcast. Zia was on this week, uh, where Zia and my co-hosts Jeff and Will talked about Dark Phoenix most of the time for about an hour and 20 minutes. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> uh, anyway, that is all the time. Uh, we went long, as they say, but thank you to everybody in the chat. Uh, we will see you uh, We'll see you on Tuesday when uh, Zach and I talk to Chris Claremont. But until then, Excelsior!